And we've been teaching on the principles, the fundamentals of the doctrine of Christ. And it's a foundation we preached on last week. A foundation to build our lives around. A foundation had a head cornerstone. He was the chief cornerstone. Jesus was. And we mark our lives from that chief cornerstone and to see if we're really in God's building. This is God's building. God is building a building. But folks, there has to be principles. There has to be fundamental foundations established by the Word of God, by the blueprint, in order for us to be in this building. God's not building any kind of a, a sloppy building. He's building something that's beautiful. And you, you may have a wrecked life, but God can change that life into something glorious. And He can beautify the meek with salvation. That's what's beautiful, salvation. But it all has to be done with God. We have to build with God. We have to be laborers with God. If we build for ourselves, we're just building on the shifting sand, and that'll cause our building to fall. And that building is in vain, folks. But if we, if we build together with God, that building is not going to be in vain because it's sure, it's steadfast, it's eternal. Turn with me to Psalms, the 127th chapter. Reading down the first verse, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I don't want to build in vain. We don't have to build in vain. We have to follow the blueprints. We have to follow what God has given us in his word. We have to be founded on the principles, the fundamentals of God's word. And that comes through Jesus Christ. He was the head cornerstone. He was the chief cornerstone. And he has things that we must build our lives on in order to be in the building of God. And if we don't follow these principles, our building will fall. And we know God's building is not going to fall. But I want to be a part of God's building. We can be too. Turn with me to Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the first verse. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Listen now, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Jesus had a doctrine. A doctrine is a set order, a way of doing things. In this house, in this great house, this great building, there's a set order. There are fundamental doctrines in this building. It says again, Hebrews 6 and 1, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, a way to a set order, a set way to do it. Let us go unto perfection. Yeah, God wants his building completed. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. God don't want us to have to lay a new foundation of repentance. Let's go on. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. We have to repent from those dead works. Now, that's what I want to take up today. The first fundamental, the principle of the doctrine of Christ is the foundation of repentance from dead works. That's what we're going to preach on this morning, God being our helper. Well, some people may think that repentance is just confessing your sins and saying, Lord, I, you know, I've done these things and uh, just forgive me and go on and just keep doing them. That's not true repentance, folks. True repentance is quitting sin, quit sinning. He don't want us to lay a foundation of repentance again. If we do that, folks, we have to keep going back and starting over and starting over and starting over, and that building can never be completed. 
But we're going to show you what true repentance is, and it's a doctrine of Jesus Christ. The only way we can find out the doctrine of Christ is going to God's Word, going to His Word, going to His blueprint to find out what true repentance is. What does God's Word say about repentance? Well, turn with me to Acts, the 17th chapter, and we'll start at the 30th verse. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth, this is something God has commanded, but now hath commanded all men everywhere to repent. So it is a commandment that's given to us by God to repent. Repentance must come first. Now turn with me to Acts, the third chapter, and the 19th verse, Peter preaching. Peter said, repent ye therefore and be converted. Now, if it's true repentance, it'll cause us to be converted. Now, convert is to be changed. It's an about face. Repent therefore and be converted. Why are we to be converted? That your sins may be blotted out. We have to repent and be converted before our sins are blotted out. That conversion has to be there. Why are you converted? That your sins may be blotted out. Repentance means to be converted, turned, turn from your wicked ways. Turn with me to Ezekiel, the 18th chapter and the 21st verse. This shows you what repentance really is, turning, being converted. Ezekiel 18 and 21 But if the wicked shall turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statues. This was something God was telling us to do to turn from our wicked ways and turn to his word, be converted. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statutes. See the conversion and do that, which is lawful and right. He shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. See how this person, when he was converted, when he turned, God wouldn't mention his sins anymore. His sins was blotted out. Let's read it again. And all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God? And not that he should return from his ways and live. See how the man turns from his ways? He will live. It will cause him to live. Well, if that man doesn't turn from his ways, he's in sin and he's in death. Turn with me to Ephesians, the second chapter, and we'll start at the first verse. And you hath he quickened. Now, quickened means to be made alive. When that man turns from his ways, he'll live. When he turns from his ways and turns to God's statues, that's where life is at. This man will live. Listen, that's what Jesus, or the Ephesians, the second chapter, the first verse says. And you hath he quickened, that's to be made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead in sins. That's dead works. Sin is dead works. And that's what we have to repent from. It's what it said in Hebrews, the sixth chapter about not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. God wants us to quit those dead works. 
We have to be made alive. We have to be quickened by the word of God, made alive by the word. Yeah, we'll live if we turn to God. If we truly repent and turn to God's word, keep his statues, we'll live. And those transgressions will be blotted out. That's what Peter said in Acts 3 and 19 about repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That's how we get our sins blotted out is to repent and to be converted. Repentance means to be turned. Turn from wicked ways, turn to God and we'll live. Our sins will be blotted out. I'm sure you can see that. That's plain. Now these are principles. These are principle fundamentals in the doctrine of Christ. True repentance from dead works. Quit sinning. Yeah, let's have a real conversion in our lives. Let's be really sorry for what we've done. Not just, Lord, forgive me my sins, and I know I'm going to go out here tomorrow. That's not godly sorrow. And incidentally, folks, that's the only thing that will work repentance. If we're truly sorry, well, turn with me to uh, uh, 2 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, and we'll start at the 10th verse. It says, for godly sorrow worketh repentance. It works repentance to salvation is what it says. Yeah, when a man is truly, has true repentance, he'll have that godly sorrow. And that man will, when he's sorry for what he's done, it'll work true repentance. And true repentance brings salvation. That man will live. Let's read it again. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Now, when that man gets true repentance to salvation, it says not to be repented of. Say you won't have to repent again because you quit sin. You quit sinning. But if you turn around and go back to your wicked ways, you knock over the foundation of repentance, it has to be built again. It has to be established. And folks, you can never, ever be in the completion. You can't ever go on to perfection in God's word if a man keeps sinning. He keeps going after sin. Yeah, he has to lay that foundation of repentance again. That's what Hebrews, the sixth chapter says. Yeah, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. God wants us to go on to perfection, don't he? Well, what about a man that says, all I've got to do is just confess Jesus as my personal Savior and go ahead and live any way that I want to? He's not really had that godly sorrow. He's not really had true repentance. And he's not on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. That man is building for himself. That man is building in vain. He's teaching commandments of men. Now, God has commanded men everywhere to repent. We've just got to know what true repentance is. If that man is out here sinning, he's not truly repented, and he is building in vain. He's building his own building. He's building for himself. He's not building for God. He's building for himself. Well, what did Jesus say about this people? Matthew, the 15th chapter and the eighth verse said, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. Oh, they'll say that they love Jesus. But Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They're not building for God. They're building for men. But in vain... Do they worship me? You say people can't worship Jesus in vain. Oh, yes, you can. That's what this word, that's what Jesus said himself. But in vain, they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. 
Well, God has commanded men everywhere to repent. Well, what if a man says that he don't have to repent? He don't have to truly repent and live for Jesus. That's a, that's a doctrine and commandment of man. He's not building for God again. He's building for himself. He's building for men. But Jesus said this is his doctrine. This is his way, his established way. This is a principal doctrine of Christ is to repent, not lay it again. Hebrews 6, the sixth chapter, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. We have to repent from those dead works. Folks, if we don't, we're building a building that's in vain. We can worship Jesus in vain, but I want to worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah, that's what Jesus said in St. John, the fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. Jesus talking to this woman here. But the hour cometh, and now is, Jesus said, when the true worshipers, yeah, there's people that worship in vain, but there's also true worshipers. You want to be a true worshiper? Let me show you how you can be a true worshiper. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit, what was worshiping in spirit? Jesus said in St. John 6 and 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. That's to be made alive. That's what Ephesians said. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Yes, true worshipers must worship God in spirit. What was spirit? His words, they were spirit. True worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth, what is truth? Well, Jesus tells us again in St. John 17 and 17, what truth is. Sanctify them through thy truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. Well, the true worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Let's go back to that. Again, St. John 4 and 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, Jesus said, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And we showed you that was through his word. That's his blueprint. That's his guide. In spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Folks, you can't worship God outside the word. That's the blueprint. That's his fundamentals. That's his principles. They had a natural building that they worshiped Jesus. And that's what they was talking about here in St. John 4. They had a natural building that they worshiped at Jerusalem in. But the hour is coming, Jesus said, and now is. He's changing it. There's a building being built today. It's not that natural Jerusalem, that natural temple that you're worshiping in now. You're worshiping in spirit and in truth. You're worshiping in a building of God. Well, let's go. Just real quick here. Turn to Isaiah, the 66th chapter, the first verse. God's showing he was going to change the covenant, the place to worship, the place of his rest. Isaiah 66 and 1, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will ye build unto me? They had the natural house in Jerusalem, the natural temple. And where is the place of my rest? Where does God want to rest at? Yeah, he's building a building today, folks, that he's resting in. Where is the place of my rest? It'll show you the next verse. For all those things hath my hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look, 
even to him that is of a poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. This man has a heart of contrition. He's sorry for what he's done. He's truly repentant. Now we can worship God in spirit and in truth in this building, this spiritual building, this spiritual house that God is making. Yeah, his spiritual jewels that he's making up, his spiritual stones. Yeah, with true repentance, the foundation being built upon that foundation. As Peter said in the first Peter, the second chapter, again, in the fifth verse, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. Yeah, spirit and in truth. This is a place that we can truly worship God from. Yeah, God's seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth. In this spiritual house, yeah, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable God by Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's his house. That's the one he's resting in. The one that has the true foundation, the true fundamentals, the ones that are built upon the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ, true repentance. God will rest in that man. God will inhabit that man. Ephesians, the second chapter and the 20th verse, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Yeah, we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The Bible said, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. You can see this building, can't you? Yeah, I know you can. And whom all the building fitly framed together by the word of God, folks. Yes, by the word of God. And whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple of the Lord. It's growing. It's going on to perfection. And whom also ye are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Can't you see that? True worshipers of God. Yeah, must worship him in spirit and in truth by the word. Yeah, but we've got to be in this building through the fundamentals, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. What were they? The first one, not laying again. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Uh, Hebrews, the sixth chapter, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. That's the first principle that we have to learn is how to repent. Repent means turn, be converted. That's how we get our sins blotted out. I know you can see this. Yeah, come and be used in the great house of God. Come to a place that you can truly learn how to be in God's building. We're not going to teach you lies, folks. We're not out after your money. What we want is your souls being saved. I want to see you in heaven. Yeah, I'm being founded on these principles. And like I said in the last program, that's why a lot of churches... What's wrong with a lot of churches? They're teaching commandments and doctrines of men. Folks, God's not wanting that. We've got to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's not building a house that's full of lies. No, no lie is of the truth is what the Bible says. Yes, if we want to worship God, it'll have to be done in spirit and in truth. It'll have to be done according to this Bible. It'll have to be done according to the word of God. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the ninth verse. For we are labors together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Yeah, what kind of building is it? 
It's where true believers are at. It's where true worshipers of God are at. We're God's building. Listen now what Paul said. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon, folks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Build upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Build upon the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. Yeah, build with the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. Why? For no other foundation can man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to teach you. The fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. And what is the first one? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Yeah, God don't want us to lay it. Keep laying that foundation of repentance. Yeah, he wants us to truly repent and go on to perfection. Yeah, we want to build with Jesus. We don't want to build without him. No, the builders rejected the chief cornerstone. Folks, if we're, if we're rejecting these fundamental principles, and this is repentance, if we're rejecting true repentance, and we're rejecting the doctrine of Christ, yeah, but he's too precious to reject, folks, that precious word of God. Turn with me to First Peter, the second chapter again, the, the seventh verse. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Folks, if this word of God is offensive to you, yeah, if that foundation of repentance, you don't believe that you truly have to repent. If that's offensive to you, you're stumbling at the word. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, you're being disobedient. Even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Wherefore also they were appointed. Yeah, let's don't be disobedient to God's word. Because folks, if we are, there's an appointment that we'll meet and we'll face him in judgment. But I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient to the word of God and have true repentance. Because again, the Bible tells us in Acts the 17th chapter and the 30th verse, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Why? Because he hath appointed. This is an appointment that you're going to make. Everybody's going to make that appointment. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man, by that chief cornerstone. Have we lined up to him? By that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Yeah, praise his holy name. Why did he raise him from the dead? And Acts, the third chapter and the 26th verse tells us, Unto you first, God, having raised up his son. Why did he raise him from the dead? This is where he's given assurance unto all men that he's raised him from the dead. Why did he give assurance to all men that he's raised him from the dead? Unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus Send him to bless you. He raised him up to bless us. What was that blessing? Send him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Yes, that's why God commanded every man to repent. He wanted us to turn from our iniquities, and we could do that. 
Yes, through Jesus Christ, through God raising his son from the dead. May God bless you.